Chapter Twenty of Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace by John M. Burke. Chapter Twenty. Border Poetry. Bill Cody. You bet I know him, partner. He ain't no circus fraud. He's western-born and western-bred if he has been laid abroad. I knew him in the days way back beyond Missouri's flow, when the country round was nothing but a huge wild western show, when the engines were as thick as fleas and the man who ventured through the sand-hilled of Nebraska had to fight the hostile Sioux. These were hot times, I tell you, and we all remember still the days when Cody was a scout and all the men knew Bill. I knew him first in Kansas in the days of 68, when the Cheyennes and Arapahoes were wiping from the slate old scores against the settlers, and when men who wore the blue with shoulder straps and way up rank were glad to be helped through by a bearer of dispatches who knew each vale and hill, from Dakota down to Texas, and his other name was Bill. I mind me too of seventy-nine, the time when Cody took his scouts upon the Rosebud, along with General Crook, when Custer Seventh rode to their death for lack of some such aid, to tell them that the sneaking Sioux knew how to ambuscade. I saw Bill's fight with Yellowhand, you bet it was a mill, he downed him well at thirty yards, and all the men cheered Bill. They tell me that the women folk now take his word as laws. In them days laws were mighty scarce, and hardly passed with squaws. But many a hardy settler's wife and daughter used to rest, more quietly because they knew of Cody's dauntless breast. Because they felt from Laramie way down to old Fort Sill, Bill Cody was a trusted scout, and all their men knew Bill. I haven't seen him much of late. How does he bear his years? They say he's making ducats now from shows and not from steers. He used to be a judge of horns when poured in a tin cup, and left the wine to tender feet and men who felt way up. Perhaps he cracks a bottle now. Perhaps he's had his fill. Who cares? Bill Cody was a scout, and all the world knows Bill. To see him in his trimmings he can't hardly look the same, with laundered shirt and diamonds as if he'd run a game. He didn't wear biled linen then, or flash up diamond rings. The royalties he dreamed of then were only pasteboard kings. But those who sat behind the queens were apt to get their fill, in the days when Cody was a scout, and all the men knew Bill. William E. Annan, Omaha B. Washington, D.C., February 28, 1891. Buffalo Chips the Scout to Buffalo Bill The following verses on the life and death of poor old Buffalo Chips are founded entirely on facts. His death occurred on September 8, 1876, at Slim Buttes. He was within three feet of me when he fell, uttering the words credited to him below. Captain Jack Crawford, Poet Scout the evening sun were settin', 
droppin' slowly in the west, and the soldiers, tired and tuckered in the camp, would find that rest, which the settin' sun would bring em, for they'd marched since break o' day, not a bite to eat cept horses as war killed upon the way. For ye see our beans and crackers and our pork were out in sight, and the boys expected rations when they struck our camp that night, for a little hand had started for to bring some cattle on, and they struck an Indian village, which they captured just at dawn. While I were with that party when we captured them our Sioux, and we quickly sent a courier to tell old Crook the news. Old Crook, I should say general, cause he wore with the boys, shared his only hardtack, our sorrows and our joys, and there is one thing sartin he never put on style. He'd greet the scouter soldier with a social kinder smile. And that's the kind of soldier as the prairie likes to get. And every man would trump death's ace for crook or miles, you bet. But I'm kinder off the racket, cause these generals get enough of praise without my chippin', so I'll let up on that puff. For I want to tell a story about a mate of mine as fell. Cause I loved the honest feller, and he did his duty well. Buffalo Chips, we'd call him, but his other name wore white. I'll tell ye how he got that name, and reckon I am right. You see a lot of big bugs and officers came out, one time to hunt the buffaler, and fish for speckled trout. While little Phil, ye've heard on him, a dainty little cuss, as rode his charger twenty miles to stop a little muss. Well, Phil, he said to Jonathan, whose other name were White, you go and find them buffaler and see you get em right. So White he went and found em, and he found em such a band, as he said would set him crazy, and little Phil looked bland. But when the outfit halted, one bull was all were there. Then Phil, he called him Buffalo Chips, and swore a little swear. Well, White, he kinder liked it, cause the general called him Chips, and he used to wear two shooters in a belt above his hips. Then he said, Now look ye, General, since you've called me that ere name, just around them little sand hills is your doggone pesky game. But when the hunt were over and the table spread for lunch, the General called for glasses and wanted his in punch. And when the punch was punished, the General smacked his lips, while score upon the table sought a dish of buffalo chips. The gentle looked confounded, and he also looked for white, but Jonathan, he reckoned it were better he should light. So he skinned across the prairie, cause, ye see, he didn't mind, a chippin' any longer while the general saw the blind. For the general would a raised him if he'd just held up his hand, but he thought he wouldn't see him, cause he didn't hay the sand. And he rode as fast, aye, faster than the general did that day like lightning down from Winchester some twenty miles away. Well, White said he had no cabin and no home to call his own, so Buffler Bill he took him and shared with him his home. And how he loved Bill Cody, by gosh it wore a sight, to see him watch his shadow and follow him at night. Cause Bill were kinda hated by a cussed gang of thieves as carried pistols in their belts and bowies in their sleeves. And Chips, he never left him for fear he'd get a pill, nor would he think it mighty hard to die for Buffalo Bill. We used to mess together, that our Chips and Bill and me, and ye oughter watch his movements, it would do ye good to see, how he used to cook them vittles, 
and gather lots of greens to mix up with the juicy pork and them unruly beans and one cold chillin mornin he bought a lot of corn and a little flask of liquor as cost fifty cents a horn though forty yards were nowhere it was finished soon ye bet but friends i promised someone and i'm strong teetotal yet rattlin joe's prayer by captain jack crawford just pile on some more of them pine knots and squat yourself down on this skin and scotty let up on your growlin the boys are all tired of your chin allegheny just pass round the bottle and give the lads all a square drink and as soon as you're settled i'll tell ye a yarn as'll please ye i think twas eighteen hundred and sixty a day in the bright month of june when the angel of death from the diggins snatched monte bill known as mccune while bill were a favorite among us in spite of the trade that he had which were gambling but don't you forget it he often made weary hearts glad and pards while he lay in that coffin which we hewed from the trunk o' a tree his face were as calm as an angel's and white as an angel's could be and that's where the troubles commenced pards that were no gospel sharps in the camps and Joe said, we can't drop him this way without some directions or stamps. Then up spoke old Sandy McGregor. Looky yar, mates, I'm regular dead stuck. I can't hold no hand at religion, and I'm feared Bill's gone out of luck. If I'd knowed a darn thing about praying, I'd chip in and say him a mass. But I ain't got no show in the layout. I can't beat the game, so I pass. Rattlin' Joe were the next of the speakers, and Joe were a friend of the dead. The salt water stood in his peepers, and these are the words as he said. Mates, ye know as I ain't any Christian, and I'll gamble the Lord don't know, that there lives such a rooster as I am, but there once war a long time ago, when I were a kid, I remember, my old mother sent me to school, to the little brown church every Sunday, where they said I was dumb as a mule. And I reckon I've nearly forgotten pretty much all that I ever knew. But still, if you'll drop to my racket, I'll show you just what I can do. Now I'll show you my Bible, said Joseph. Just hand me them cards off that rack. I'll convince that this are a Bible. And he went to work shuffling the pack. He spread out the cards on the table, and begun kinder pious like pards. If you'll just cheese your racket and listen... I'll show ye the prayer book and cards. The ace, that reminds us of one God, the deuce of the Father and Son, the tray of the Father and Son Holy Ghost, for ye see all them three are but one. The four spot is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the five spot the virgins who trimmed their lamps while it was yet light of day, and the five foolish virgins who sinned. The sixth spot in six days the Lord made the world, the sea, and the stars, and the heaven. He saw were it good what he made, then he said, I'll just go the rest on the seven. The eighth spot is Noah, his wife, and three sons, and Noah's three sons had their wives. God loved the whole mob, so he bid them embark, and the freshet he saved all their lives. The nine were the lepers of biblical fame, as repulsive and hideous squad, the ten are the holy commandments which came to us perishing creatures from God. 
the queen war of sheba in old bible times the king represents old king saul she brought in a hundred young folks gals and boys to the king in his government hall they were all dressed alike and she axed the old boys she'd put up his wisdom as bosh which were boys and which gals old saul said by joe how dirty their hands make em wash and then he showed sheba the boys only washed their hands and a part of their wrists while the gals just went up to their elbows in suds sheba weakened and shook the king's fists now the knave that's the devil and god if ye please just keep his hands often poor bill and now lads just drop on your knees for a while till i draw and perhaps i can fill and havin no bible i'll pray on the cards for i've showed ye they're all on the square and i think god'll cotton to all that i say if i'm only sincere in the prayer just give him a corner good lord not on stocks for i ain't such a darn fool as that to ax ye for anything worldly for bill cause ye'd put me up then for a flat i'm lost on the rules of your game but i'll ax for a seat for him back of the throne and I'll bet my hull stack that the boy'll behave if your angels just lets him alone. There's nothing bad bout him unless he gets riled. The boys'll all back me in that. But if any one treads on his corns, then you bet he'll fight at the drop of the hat. Just don't let your angels run over him, Lord, nor shut off all to once on his drink. Break him in kind of gentle and mild on the start, and he'll give ye no trouble, I think. And couldn't ye give him a pack of old cards to amuse himself once in a while? But I warn ye right here not to bet on his game, or he'll get right away with your pile. And now, Lord, I hope ye've tuck it all in and listen to all that I've said. I know that my prayin' is just a bit thin, but I've done all I can for the dead. And I hope I hain't troubled your lordship too much, so I'll cheese it by axin' again, that ye won't let the knave get his grip on poor Bill. That's all, Lord. Yours truly. Amen. That's Rattlin' Joe's prayer, old partners. And what, you're all snoring? Say, Lou, by thunder I've talked every rascal to sleep, so I guess I had best turn in, too. Buffalo Bill and Yellowhand by Hugh A. Wetmore, Editor, People's Press you may talk bout duels requirin sand but the slickest i've seen in any land was buffalo bills with yellow hand there want no seconds to split the pot no newspaper bunkum none of the rot your citified dutified duels is got custer was not long into his shroud when a bunch of cheyennes quit red cloud to join in the cranky sittin bull crowd it looked somewhat like a crazy freak but merritt's cavalry made a sneak to head the reds at big bonnet creek bill and some soldiers was on one side for which bill was actin as chief and guide when he get this call from the copper hide i know ye long hair yells yellow hand a ridin out from his pesky band a regular bluff for the injun brand you kill heap injun i kill heap white my people fear you by day or night come single-handed and you me fight i'll go ye quick as a thunderclap says bill whose jest didn't care a rap stand by and watch me in the varmint scrap they was then bout fifty yards apart when without a hitch they made a start straight for each other straight as a dart the plug which was rid by that cheyenne was plugged by a slug from bill's rifle and bill's hoss stumbled now twas man to man 
or man to devil if you like that best but in them days in the sure enough west all stood as equals who stood the test they next at twenty steps blazed away and had they been equal both had been clay but bill was best and he win their day it's a good shot to hit an injun's heart for obvious reasons bill weren't scared and found the center without a chart when they see bill claim the tommyhawk and feathers and beads wore by the gawk the other injuns began to squawk it all happened so dad gasted quick the opposition must have felt sick but to my taste the duel was monstrous slick the other injuns made for bill but the soldiers met em on the hill and convinced em they had best keep still when Yellowhand Senior heard the news, he offered ponies for Bill let loose them trophies, but Bill he won no goose. With this remark I'll close my letter, there's not a engine can do, no matter what but a white man can do it better. End of chapter 20 Recording by Philip Gould